Welcome to the latest Progress with Unity podcast as we uh, reflect back on the happenings in and around the DW Stadium, both on and off the pitch. And uh, five of us in in town tonight is myself, Barry, who will be doing a bit of hosting. Uh, Adam, Adam C, how are you doing? How are you, Barry? Good. Uh, Have you been uh, been well? Yeah, yeah, I've been very well. There's Uh, only four of us, by the way, not five. Well, you're not counting me. Oh, yeah, you are counting I am counting you. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, Simon, Simon, Gregory, uh, Simon Gregory has just sent a message, so technically he's here in spirit, so you're right, Barry, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Paul, are you well? Yeah. yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I just, Adam's worse than Donald Trump there. There's four facts. Never mind bending the rules. There's four of us. Uh, and uh, Adam, Adam P, old Adam, as he's known yeah, to uh, the Latin fraternity. Yeah, it's not fake news. I'm here. I'm, uh, Is it older than or older than Adam? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. I don't mind what you call me. I'm not really into the politically correct at the moment. Just been to my uh, uncle Derek's funeral, and it was very nice to see him there at the game last night. Cardboard cutout. He's got an hundred percent record in the East Stand. So let's long may that continue. Excellent stuff. I hope it went well. It did. Thank, thanks, Barry. Much appreciated. Right, we'll, we'll crack on then. So, um, I think we'll start on a positive this week uh, because there's a lot of negativity going around. And uh, what a game last night. Um, I thought the referee, Jeff Altringham, ran it well. Uh, we uh, we got the three points. We kept a clean sheet. Um, what more is this to say? I think it could have been a lot more as well, Barry, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had at least another two clear cut chances, didn't we? Well, yeah. you know. Can I put one to you now? If Jamal Lowe had finished that goal off, would that have been better than Maradona eighty six? Yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah. He started a lot deeper than Maradona, didn't he? And it came from a, a, a crucial save as well. Yeah. A fantastic yeah. save from Marshall. It's the only uh, thing you had to do, I think. Yeah. yeah, but you can't put enough on that save because if they'd have scored, there's a. I, I know we steady easy to say it's not going to happen with this team, but Ed's could have gone then. Yeah, psychology, we, Paul. You have to yeah. that psychology of that. I mean, <clears throat> we we dominated the first half, missed so many chances. If they'd have got one-one, it's amazing. I think this can just turn. In a, in a foot, game of football, you know that even though we were far superior, you're absolutely right. If they'd have scored that, I'd have been very, very worried about whether we could have gone on to win. Um, I was surprised to learn that Joe Garner picked up a three-match ban from his uh, red card on, on Saturday because I thought I thought he was only going to miss that game last night, but um, he's going to be out of the next two as well. Yeah, I mean. I thought he was very, very unlucky, really, because to me, I mean, I've, I think all of us on here have played football, and the type of challenge he was going for, you, 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 your leg's going to go naturally high, isn't it? So, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. I honestly, I think he was very, very surprised himself that he got sent off at Brentford. Yeah. Maybe it's okay at the moment that we don't want to be paying out money for appeals. Yeah, but the other, the other side of that coming for me was like going. You know, back to last night was when Keith Moore went down. It looked like he popped his shoulder, and you're thinking, "Who's going to come on for him?" You know, we've we're like halfway through the first half, uh, we've got a slender lead. It was one nil up at the time, weren't we? Memory serves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, Joe Gellert or, or Malacca on the bench. Well, he was almost on, wasn't he? Was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this this is what answers that uh, that that. I don't know what his name is. They call him the Moose. I think that answers his, his statement on on Saturday, where oh. he said, "You know, they've all couldn't be asked." Basically, he was saying about the players. Yeah, Barry, that, again, that's a typical example of lazy journalism, isn't it? Because actually, if you looked at that, I don't think that any Wigan team, as we were at the moment, as well as we were playing could have done anything about that Brentford side on Saturday. They were absolutely exceptional. They are the best side over the two games that I have seen by a mile this season. 
So that's lazy journalism to say they're downfield. If you watch them in the first 10, 15 minutes, Wigan, in that game against Brentford, the blocks they were making, the tackles they were making, you know, we give everything for the cause. It was just they were, let's just admit it, they were miles better than us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, carrying on with last night, I thought the attitude of, of the players throughout, uh, building up to the games, uh, speaking on, on social media, um, we know what uh, we know what the manager were doing. Uh, you know, warning people up. We've heard about that. And then the way they played last night, the, the legs had gone at the end. You could see that they were blowing out the backsides, and they're still giving up one hundred percent. And then when that final whistle went, the roar was was a, was a, a mighty roar. So there was a crowd there, absolutely fantastic mm. how the players responded. And then on top of that. Just to show what a captain he is, Sammy Morsey went round somebody's house with a shirt that they'd won in a, in a in a prize draw on his way home. Knocked on his door at nine o'clock at night and said, "I brought you this," and I had a chat with him. What a club! What a what a what a captain! Uh, what a team! What a manager! Every one of them legends. I know. I, I tell I, you I, what. I said this here and now. I call for Coot to go in January. And it's showing me up to be the big dickhead I am this because that fella is 100% in this club, 100%. And I hope he's here for as long as he wants to be here. Yeah. Can I come in there, Barrett? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't show you up because I know you're a very, very fur Wigan Athletic fan. And despite Paul and I disagreeing with you, I think we respected your opinion at the time because you could see where you were coming from and you weren't coming from a bad place. You didn't think that Paul Cook was the worst manager in Wigan's history, like some idiots were saying. You didn't think that he didn't deserve to breathe the air that we breathe, we were breathing, like some people said. You were just giving your opinion at the time. And, you know, I, I think Paul and I both respected that opinion. It's just that we, I was a slightly different and we thought that, you know, we maybe it was more hope than expectation, but we thought that those good performances would eventually turn into points, and it's been proven. But you know, I I would not in any way say that you need to hold your hands up, Barry, about that because you know, end of the day, you you weren't coming from a bad place; you're coming from a fair place. So yeah, I, I, there's a difference between watching the same games and drawing different conclusions, and <laughs> you can see the conclusions that somebody else is drawing and say, yeah, fair enough. I understand why you think that. I happen to think this because of these reasons, but I can see where you're coming from. And when somebody is drawing conclusions that are just not there, um, and I, th I think the frustration was fair. It, it, of course it was fair. We were giving points. We you know, if, if you put those points on that we gave away, I, I know it seems like forever ago, doesn't it? But if you put some of those points on, we'd be right at the top of the table. Yeah. What about you, Adam? What about you, Adam? Because at that time you were miss. Sorry, Barry. I'm not. I'm not taking over his chair. It's just because I no, think that you. I'm just laughing at, laughing at Adam now, having to defend himself. <laughs> no, I was just coming in, uh, just saying that because at the time you didn't do laws of the podcast around that period. So, just wondering, like, where you are now in comparison to where you were, say, in January. Well. I think I think in January, I think late last year as well, um, I was kind of on the fence for a while. And I think there was a turning point for me was after Stoke away when we lost in the last minute. And I remember I remember being that way and knowing that it was going to happen. And it was after that game, I was angry and I was thinking the only option we have now is a change of the whole mentality. But it does make you, like obviously now, I think there's no better person to be in charge really. And, and, and I've always liked Cook. To be honest, and even when I, I said that the, you know potentially should be a change in manager, I didn't want that to be the case. I, I still wanted to turn it around. I was happy that he, you know, he was given the chance to still. Um, but it does make you think how many other managers that you know would have been sacked after that run at other clubs, and how many managers that have been sacked that may have ended up turning it around. And, and would any of other championship club have given Cook that time than us? So you give you give credit good credit to the owners and Jonathan well, Jackson. You know what? I don't even think it's the owners. I think Jonathan Jackson and Darren Royal are very much in charge of that. Um, 
I don't think the owners get involved in any of those decisions. Any of that today. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I've... it is it is testament to them. And, you know, there was an argument that the stats were there to prove that we were getting unlucky and, you know, and just look what's happened since. So, But, yeah, but you, like you said, though, to be fair, I think most people, like Barry said, after that run that we'd had, eventually you get to it. And I think Barry was upset after Stoke from memory because he said that he was praising the other team too much um, when we were losing matches. Um, but to be fair to him, Stoke probably did deserve praising. Mm-hmm. If you look at their squad compared to ours, the, 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 the international players they have and the money they spend, you can be in awe of them sometimes. And I just think, I just think that... It, it's difficult for a club like ours to actually compete, but he's shown Paul Cook, hasn't he, in the last two or three months, and it's really good. And I don't have a go at people who, as long as the ones who didn't get personal, I don't have a go at anyone who was doubting him for his, whether he was the right man for the job, because it was 50-50 at the time. I just, my 50-50 just led the other way, so I would never have a go at people on this podcast, because, you know, I respect the opinion of Barry, Adam and Simon all the time because it comes from a fair place. Oh. So, and it was a 50-50 opinion. I just decided to go for Paul Cook. And, uh, I, I think the criticism of him for some of the comments about opposition was it wasn't what you have said is wrong. It was you are wrong to say that. And I think that's where some of the criticism, you know, basically supporters do not want to hear their manager having been beat praising the opposition um, but I think at the time a lot you know I, I don't ever recall comments from Paul Cook and thinking that's wrong I, I remember comments where I'm thinking I don't want to be hearing that if I'm being honest but that's not the same as being wrong um, I, I think one of the things that I've learned about Paul Cook over this past six six or seven months is the fact that he says it as it is and he yeah. If the opposition are better than us, he says it. He's honest. He's open. And sometimes you, at the time, I think I was I was clouded by hearing what a lot of other people were saying. It's clouded by the frustration. Um, and and, and, and listen to us, Barry. Yeah, well, you get wrapped up in that, and, and sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. I'm only I, think, I think that it was a case of not being able to see the wood for the trees with him because I'd. I'd I suddenly, like you said, after the Stoke game, I, I clicked and made my mind up. And I thought, the only way out of this is if, if we get rid of the manager. And like Adam says, that how many other clubs have got rid of managers? We had a manager who was perhaps just as bad results-wise, if, if not even worse, in, in Roberto Martinez. And he's my all-time favourite. We're going to have a manager. And I think the fellas have bought for him for presidents. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh so I, that's another thing I can't really understand. And like Adam, I do like Paul Cook. I think he's a character. I, I do like him. He's good. Uh, the players obviously love him. They love him. Uh, perhaps apart from Josh Windass, I think he's. he's a bit of football, but, but apart from you know, the players love him. They play for him. They give hundred percent for him. Um, I'm just so so pleased that he is in charge of this club at this moment in time. And I hope you're, glad, you're glad, Barry, that he's proved you wrong. Because I always Absolutely. thought you came, you came from a perspective that you liked Paul Cook, but you didn't think that he could do the job to keep us in this league. It wasn't that you, you had a personal problem with Paul Cook. You just thought that he'd come to the end, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it played the part that the, the season previous we were seeing a very similar run again and it felt like we hadn't made any progress despite spending more money than we we were used to um so i think it was that kind of oh here we go again because we, we did go on a similar run didn't we um, yeah, and it it did take his players his signings time to settle as well we didn't Jamal Lowe was transformed he, into someone who's a league he, one player. Carl so. Smith now is close to being, I would say, if you said to me now, who would you rather have, Nesmith or very similar name, Neymar, I'd rather have Nesmith. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't even know why you can ask that question, of course. It's of obvious, course. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he has, he's, he's just. We settled, and 
I think he's shown his character as well, Cal Naismith, and a big round of applause. Be mm. stood up to him. But, but you know, with the boo boys. Sorry, sorry about it. Just before I move on from this, because I know just to say that just shows that people can get it wrong because. Oh, when in the Premier League, I will openly admit it, I just thought that Roberto Martinez couldn't do it. And I had a spell where I, I never vocally did it because I'd never do that at a game. And that those of you who put that banner up saying Martinez go, I don't, hopefully they're no longer supporters. But I did say privately that I didn't think Martinez could do it. I just don't think he could get us back to that level that Bruce had us at. And actually, for a period of time, he produced the best football that Wigan has ever produced. And I would hold my hands up to say I was wrong. So I think football fans get it wrong a lot, you know, because they go with the heart. You just go straight away with what you think. You go with your heart. And ultimately, sometimes you will get it wrong. And, you know, with, with Cookie, no matter what anybody says now, he, he'll go down as a Latix legend no matter what happens because of what's happened in the last few weeks. Yeah, and deservedly so as well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. QPR, massive three points. Uh, absolutely fantastic stuff from the lads. Um, yeah, big round of applause. I think the all of Wigan breathed a sigh of relief last night when that final whistle went. And I don't know if you noticed, and perhaps we shouldn't be mentioning this, but the referee played a blinder the first half. Uh, there were three minutes stoppage time. He blew up on two minutes, 45 seconds. And in the second half, uh, I think there was was there six minutes, four of, minutes, I think. Yeah, four minutes. Sorry, and he blew up on three minutes fifty or something like that. So even the referee were playing for us last night, which makes a change. <laughs> I, uh, I, do you know what, buddy? That refers to something I've written down on my notes here, um, yeah. which is ref howler. Um, <laughs> what's he done there? Fell over. Um, <laughs> pal, sorry. I've, yeah, I've, I've written ref howler because how long is it since we were moaning about the ref? And we do, aren't we? We 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 do a, a real nasty ref, but you yeah. don't we don't get well, one because you'd think they would uh, be sympathetic to the plight. Yeah, um, we've got uh, a certain we've got a certain referee uh, on Saturday, but I won't mention his name yet. Uh, it's all right. We'll move on. And uh, a quick update on the... Uh, I think Adam's left. Has Adam left us? I've not no, left you, but I don't right. know what's up. I can't get me a picture on anymore. It's all right. Done. Don't worry about it. Uh, a quick update on, on uh, what's going on off the pitch. Uh, the Supporters Club Let's Hang On Appeal is now over £140,000. Absolutely superb. Um, well, the I don't know what the actual run total is. Anybody got an idea? Well, Adam's the uh, internet man. He'll probably have it at the. It'll be on his screen now. He's got seven yeah. screens, and that'll be on one of his screens. Sorry, what, what, what am I asked? What have you asked for? Uh, the running total of the. Uh, let's hang on appeal. It is currently £142,721. Brilliant. It'd be fantastic if we make 150 for kickoff against Barnsley on Saturday. I think we'll do that. Try and, get it, try and get it over 200 by the end of that game. That'd be unbelievable. Yeah, or at least aim for that against Hull. Um, there's a, a few initiatives running at the moment. There is the uh, Name on a Brick, or 2020. I don't know what it's actually officially called. It's uh, been put forward by Mudussa, uh, where the uh, you've got three options, a gold, a silver and a bronze. And um, you better just checking out the Twitter page or the website for full details. And uh, it's a great initiative. You make yourself, uh, well, you put yourself down in the, uh, in, in the fabric of the stadium, really, you know, for, for generations to come. Um, and obviously, it helps the club. There's also the... Uh, Another fantastic initiative. Don't know who set this one up, but it's 10 for 10, 10 pound for a 10k. It's uh, the Let's Hang On Appeal Wigan Athletic 10k. You can run it, walk it, skip it, whatever you want to do. Uh, there's uh, stuff knocking about on Facebook and on Twitter telling you how to register, register yourself and what to do. And it's about 
doing your own route. You can do your, wherever you want to do it. Uh, but put your tenner in and there's a chance of, of, of getting a medal. I'm not saying a guarantee of a medal, but there's a high chance of getting a medal at the end of it all as well. So them are just two of the things that's going on at the moment. So there's loads of stuff. There's also, is it Stuart Oldker doing 10 in 10? Yep. Yeah, doing 10, 10, uh, 10, 10 Ks. I've just had a whiskey and it's a little bit too much on my tongue. <laughs> 10, 10 Ks. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, something else that's come out today in the Daily Telegraph. Now, it's behind the paywall, so I've not been able to read everything, but he's dis- he disclosed some stuff about what was passed uh, the day before we went, or two days before we went into administration by the now infamous Ho Young. Um, we signed a player. We signed Moama Tankovic from a club in Sweden and give him a £15,000 a week contract. Uh, I don't know what's happened to the paperwork with that, but obviously he's, we've, you know, it's, it's probably fallen through now. Uh, but he gave the go-ahead on that, that deal. Uh, we signed Jorgana on... I'm not going to say how much Jorgana's on because he, he's good. Oh. going to be with us for a year and he, he happily signed it he signed off on that and Leon Balligan we give a contract of 13k a week until the end of the season um, and that was again signed off by Ho Young uh, who then uh, tried to liquidate us a day later um, that in itself is is enough to say this guy is an absolute bastard and I don't mind uh, you know to the consequences of that because uh, that's what he is. And it, it, this is going to not only cripple our club, but it's crippling the town. Um, I, I'm, I'm talking with people and, and you know, they're, they're, they're just like, they're heartbroken and it's affected the mood of everybody. So uh, the sooner this gets sorted, the better. Anybody want to bring anything up on this before we move on to Barnsley? I, just the, the job Colin Murray did on um, whatever night it was, lockdown, you lose track don't you uh, I think it was Tuesday um, he, he had the administrator on and I was very taken by the way they were making a point of tiptoeing around certain subjects um, and making a point of basically not laying any accusations of illegality um, and, and, and making a point of saying well we've got out as much information as we can without um, without sort of leaving ourselves liable. Um, it does make you wonder what the hell's gone on, doesn't it? Because clearly there is still a lot more to this story than, than what we know. Um, we just need one of these bids to come in, get sorted, before we start losing players, because it's obvious at the moment that everybody's fighting for the club. Um, you know... I like to say, all the players are giving 100%, all the fans are giving 100%. Get that tied up and sorted, and we wouldn't half go into next season positive. Um, right, okay, let's leave all that behind and mm. look forward to a cracking game of football on Saturday up at Oakwell. One of my favourite grounds to visit, love Burnsley. Adam Ass, then, we'll start off with that if you want, Adam. No, oh, I've definitely got me uh, Adam Ask, yeah, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chris Chris Radyard from um, Barnsley. He he was on earlier in the season. It seems like an age ago, and I he was on in August talking about Barnsley, and he's going to give us his view on the game on Saturday and the plight of the Wigan Latics. Barnsley returned from lockdown with uh, an absolute bang, uh, winning two games out of three and, and drawing the other, keeping clean sheets, which is something that we struggle with all season. Uh, but it almost feels like we got to the to the point where we could just get his head above water, and the the pressure just proved a little bit bit much for some of the players, and that performance has not quite been reached since then, uh, with two poor results, and it's do or die really this game. If they can't beat Wigan, then um, then that's it really, and, and I can't see us beating Wigan to a certain degree. The key player in our remaining four games, I would have to say, it's probably one of two really. Alex Moat, who is is Barnsley's 
heartbeat to a certain degree. He sets the pace, he sets the tone, he sets the standard. Uh, and another man really that's been missing since since restarting a certain aspect in terms of he's not brought many goals to his game since since coming back from lockdown is Corley Woodrow, who, uh, who scored a lot of our goals this season, the most of our goals this season. So if we can get him firing for the last four, then we've got half a chance. But um, I just can't see it happening. I would love to say that we can stay up. Uh, my heart says yes, we can. Uh, my head's saying no. And mathematically, it's starting to look uh, more and more unlikely. Uh, like I said before, the, the points we picked up early doors get us great belief, but it's uh, it's the belief that kills you, unfortunately. I have a, a few Wigan friends, uh, really close to a few Wigan friends. I just feel sorry for them to a certain degree. Uh, the fans obviously deserve better. Uh, such a well-run club for such a long period of time that enjoyed great success despite punching against, you know, punching above their weight. And it's just sad, really sad to see. Um, obviously, it may affect Barnsley in a positive manner, but... You know, people whose jobs are off stuff, you know, off back of stuff like that. And it's just not a nice place, is it, at all? As for this Saturday, I'm, uh, I'm predicting a, a score draw. Uh, I don't think either defence, you know, Wigan's defence has been much better. Uh, but I think Panzer can just nick one, but I don't think we'll be good enough to keep it out at the other end. So, yeah, maybe a 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two, uh, which obviously won't be enough enough for the Reds, really. Mm, I don't think he, uh, he seems a little bit confused though when he's thinking about defences. Yeah, I mean, he talked a lot of sense, definitely talked a lot of sense until he got to the point where he thought that our defence was a bit shaky. He obviously hadn't been looking at the stats to say that we've had uh, seven clean sheets in the last eight games. Is that right? Or is it yeah. 89? I can't remember which way around, but something like that is pretty good. But the other stuff he was saying, I think he doesn't seem very confident about Barnsley staying in the league. I think he's a bit worried. Um, so, in a way, that's a good sign for us, isn't it? Because, you know, once as many sides, you think they might finish below us as possible. And at the moment, he doesn't look overly confident that Barnsley are going to finish above us. Mm. Um, the referee on Saturday is David Webb. Oh... Uh, he scored the uh, winner in the FA Cup final in the 1970. Yeah, yeah. I think his granddad swam, was the first one to swim the channel, Captain Webb. He's yeah. done a matchbox factory. And his, his cousin, uh, Howard Webb, refereed the World Cup final. Yeah, and he was terrible because he should have sent that uh, player off when he did a kung fu kick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Saturday... Um, Adam C. Uh, one of my worries is uh, how drained the players are going to be. They look quite drained at the end of last night. Um, and we, do you think there'll be any changes? Do you think they'll freshen the squad up? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's whether you keep that kind of squad together that's been doing so well. Um, because this this is a huge game, isn't it? I think um, if either side wins this, it kind of kills off the other side, I think. Um, it's getting to that stage of the season now, four games left. That you know, especially when you you've got two teams who are both in the relegation zone. Technically, um, when you know when one beats the other, that's that can be a damning. So this is this is the biggest game of the season, isn't it? Um, and especially with I think if, if Hull don't grab something at Millwall and we get a win here, it's even with the deduction, it's it's right on, isn't it? Um, so I think he'll keep the same eleven. Um, you know, you, you can say the players are, are strained, but like, like they've been saying, they can only control what they can control. Um, you know, they've they've had that three month break, so you, you're still technically early into a mini season, aren't you? So, I don't think it's that bad. I think it'll be the same eleven, and I think we'll uh, grab the three. Lovely, Adam P. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, what Adam's just said is absolutely spot on. I mean, the last couple of games, you thought there'd been some changes because. You know, we, we haven't used many players at all since the lockdown. So you thought, well, there's a few players who you think maybe deserve a chance, like Lee Evans has done all right. And she, I can't believe Adam didn't mention that, but he's uh, he's been really good when he's come on. We've got Joffy, who could do a decent job. Massey's waiting to play. But 
I think Paul Cook seems to think that the way forward for the remaining games is to keep the continuity. Um, I mean, the only real change that he's made that was not a forced change was Balogun coming in for Fox, uh, whatever it was, game three, I think it may be against, uh, was it Stoke or Blackburn? I can't remember which game, but that was the only change that he really made that wasn't something that um, wasn't an enforced change. So my view is you probably keep things the same, like Adam said, because they're all playing pretty well. You know, um, Jamal Law is playing the best he's played for us. I think he's been absolutely superb. Nearly scored the goal like Maradona the other day. Uh, Kiefer Moore, absolutely brilliant. Um, I can't see where you would actually make any changes, really. Stick with the ones who are doing well. And we know we've got some players on the bench who can do a job if that's not quite working out. Uh, score prediction, uh, Barnsley nil, Wigan 46. Paul, um, like Adam says, if, 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 if we beat them, um, it's game over for them. As far as we're concerned, anyway, they're 11 points behind us. Um, sure it's a game we could go to win. Yeah, it's definitely a game we should be going to win. I, I think the problem you've got here is that the table is deceptive because don't forget, it's not only us that are um, falsely positioned because we've got 12 points to come off, probably. There's also Sheffield Wednesday in there as well that are potentially going to be dumped right in amongst it. Um, you've basically, We've basically got to finish 12 points cleared off um, you know, Barnsley have got to finish within 12 points of us and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and if they do, uh, and there's a, you know, and they are where they are, and we both get flirted below them, they'll survive. Um, so I think I don't think there's any team out of it. Um, I, I think you sort of like maybe one game too early to be to be saying teams are out of it if they lose. Um, but what you've got to look at is. If you just look on games played, we're 15th, we're flying, we're playing well. In the current circumstance of COVID and, and the mini-season, we are absolutely together. Um, you know, In terms of changes, you can see changes that won't, you know, if you bring Massey on um, and, and give somebody a rest up the top, then it's not going to seriously weaken us. Um, but if you stick with the unchanged side, it's unchanged. There's a lot of emotion to to keep you fighting. I, I mean, the, the absolute best place to be is just under optimum fight. So we, we believe we can do it. We know we can do it. But we know that it's not going to be easy. And that's exactly where we are at the moment. Um, I, 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 think, I think we'll lose, lose the appeal on the 12 points, but I don't think it'll matter. You know, four games, four four points to make up, and it's not four points on any given team. It's so long as we are more than twelve points clear of whoever is in twenty second, then it doesn't matter. And if you look above Hull on forty five points, you've got Stoke and Charlton on forty six, and then Uddersfield and Middlesbrough on forty seven. So there's a lot of teams there that we can that that we would we are within six points of. Still got back there tonight, 5-0, yeah. There's a lot of teams there that we can overhaul, and we only need to be ahead of three of them. Yeah. After we've had 12 points off. That, that is dependent on whatever penalty Wednesday get, because it could well be that when they decide the penalty for Wednesday, because ours is 12 points fixed, or nothing. It could be when they decide the, the penalty for Wednesday, because that's... The severity of that penalty is down to the decision of the panel, isn't it? What what they get, they well could be deciding whether or not Wednesday go down or not. Well, Paul, that could be anything. The, the, the problem with that is that could be anything from none because they, they realise that there's not been an infringement to anything up to 25 if it's been a serious infringement. So the problem with that one is we have no idea whatsoever. Yeah, nobody knows. Anything from well, 9 to 25 is different from a Amanda to 12 that we've got. Yeah, so 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 that they are a moving target. They're a, they're an invisible target, aren't they, Wednesday? 
if well, Wednesday, we, can't, we, can't, we can't rely we can't rely on Wednesday because ours is our tw- our 12-point deduction is a lot more likely at the moment than Sheffield Wednesday deduction because yeah. we are already guilty of the offence, in a yeah. sense. But we're we, above we, Sheffield Wednesday. We've just got to look so at... So if they get 12, we, if they get a 12-point yeah. penalty, we're going to stay above them. Exactly. Which yeah. means that, that actually we only need two of these teams to be... You know, as it stands, we would only need to be better than Barnsley in 23rd. Exactly, yeah. I, I understand that, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, but when, if Wednesday get a five-point deduction, that takes them out of the equation. So it could well be that when that panel meets and decides the penalty, they're deciding who gets relegated rather than that being decided on a, on a football pitch, which I think is a I'm, bit I'm wrong to be decided. They would make that. that decision. I don't think they'd make that yeah. decision. I think they'd be quite... Um, lenient, wouldn't they, to avoid any criticism, more criticism? But then the team that that goes down instead of them is going to dish out that level of criticism, aren't yeah, they? True. And if that's us in the current situation, they're going to get absolutely hammered. So maybe they might, maybe they might be lenient on us. Uh, uh, so what's your prediction then after all that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll um, win because we're both fighting for our lives and looking at the table now, we've got the better quality. Yeah, I, I well, I hope we win, and I think we, we'll we'll need just three wins to keep us up. As long as, as long as two of those wins of the three come at, come against either Barnsley, Hull, or Charlton. As long as we, we win two of those matches um, and we win three altogether, I think that'll be enough to keep us up. I think, I think, I think if we beat all three of them who were Rangers, I think that would more or less guarantee us one. Yeah. Especially looking at the fixture list as well, you know, they've got... Charlton's Charlton, not bad, is it? Char- I've had a look at Charlton's and those looks reasonable, their fixture list, but the others are not great. No. No, Hull is horrendous. Yeah. So... Anyway. Well, we've only got we've only got to overtake. We haven't we've only got to overtake three of them, haven't we? That's yeah. the thing. It, you know, if one of those teams suddenly finds form, doesn't matter so long as the others don't. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, Barnsley's three p.m. on Saturday. Uh, whatever happens on Tuesday evening, we'll be facing uh, another team down there fighting for their lives, Hull uh, City, and. Um, Simon managed to speak to Bobby Agraft uh, from Hull and uh, let's have a listen to how that went. Hi guys, hope you're all well. I'm just going to go straight into it because it is a shame that we couldn't have arranged a pre-match pint and, you know, moaned about our football clubs before all this this big fixture that is coming up. Um, Well, I'll start with Hull because there's obviously a lot to touch upon on your club situation. Um, But as for us, we've had a very wobbly start of the season. We had a new manager, Grant McCann. He came in for Nigel Atkins. Now, last year, we kind of established a pretty secure place in the championship, um, mid-table finish, and I thought, well, maybe we'll push for playoffs this season. Um, Atkins departed in the summer, which came to a shock to quite a few people. Um, And we did have Grant McCann from Doncaster. Um, We had a wobbly start, but... As many people saw, our form picked up. Um, Camille Grzycki and Jared Bowen playing a huge part in that. Um, and we peaked around December. And actually, the best position we've been in was one... In fact, I don't think it was a point. I think it was actually goal difference. Either a point or goal difference off the playoffs. So that was on the 1st of January this year when we just beat Chef Wednesday 1-0 away. Now, since then, I'm sure... <laughs> I mean, you don't have you don't have to, you know. It's it's not hard to notice our absolute, you know, we've just absolutely free fall down the table, um, due to some questionable transfer business in January, where we sold two of our best players. So obviously, Camille Grzycki went to West Brom, and Jared Bowen went to West Ham. Now, since then, we've had a huge dip in form. Um, and now we've found ourselves in a relegation battle. 
So it's a, it, we're a bit similar in that sense that both of us were both our clubs about that point, or even you know more recently this, um, you know your circumstances have um, arrived, but um, now we both find ourselves in a relegation battle, and um, we've been kind of used to it. But it, for weeks and weeks, Grandpa Khan said that we had nothing to worry about, and in fact, I think it was until about March that he was actually counting points off the playoffs for us. Um, but anyway, back to your circumstances, so. Obviously, we we have very unfortunate circumstances, but, you know, we don't have a great relationship with the owner and I think it was a very greedy move in January. Um, I that said, we were quite poor before they departed, so I reckon their heads were gone by that point. Um, so, with Wigan's news, um, I, I was absolutely shocked by the news and I think the circumstances are appalling because you, you were on form. Um, am I right in thinking you were actually quite high up in the form table? Dare I say you were top? Um, at one point um, and I really do sympathise with fans because fair enough for us we were thrown into a relegation battle but it was you know we kind of expected it I mean you, you sell our best assets what what do you expect to happen now this has made our game into a six pointer and I'm very nervous because since the restart we haven't been awful but we haven't been anything to shout about I think um our massive weakness is our defence. I don't know whether... Well, you wouldn't have seen it because it's all streams. Um, you might have seen the Middlesbrough game. Um, it wasn't a pretty sight, but that was our first win since New Year's Day. But otherwise, we conceded three against Birmingham, came away with a point. We conceded four to West Brom. And yesterday, we lost to Bristol City. That was 2-1, but again, poor defensive errors gave away points. Now... I've got to choose some players to keep an eye on and I can't say that we lack quality because we do have some quality in the squad but we are let down by errors again and again. I don't think we've... I'm trying to recall our last clean sheet because, it, in fact, our last clean sheet, I think it was New Year. It was New Year's Day because we haven't had nil-nil draw. So, yeah, our last clean sheet was the 1st of January. So... That's that, you know I'm not going to be predicting a win to us that's going to have a nil scoreline on your part I tell you now but um, place to look out for so James Scott now James Scott is a funny one we signed him um, in January and a lot of people said he'd be the next Jared Bowen now this was before and in fact he was on deadline day this was just after we sold the two um, so a quick replacement but he's been very good and it came as an advantage to us that lockdown happened when it did because he was actually out for the season before the league restarted. And he's provided so much to the side. He's creating opportunities that we didn't have before. And he he, he partners up quite well with McGinnis, who kind of replaced Tom Eves. And you might have heard about Tom Eves. Um, we signed from um, Gillingham and uh, he hasn't been too great for us. He hasn't been very... Um, um, he, oh, he, hasn't, he hasn't scored many goals. I'm trying to think of the word. But yeah, he's just not been very... Um, very accurate, really. He, we, the funny thing is, his best performance came when we played Rotherham in the Cup. And that's why I'm convinced that League wants his level, which could be, you know, convenient next season. Don't want to be too negative about it. But anyway, back to players. So I'm going to choose two. So I've got Malik Wilkes as well. We signed him from... Well, in fact, we signed him on the permanent because he was at Barnsley. He didn't... It didn't happen for him at Barnsley. And Barnsley really wanted rid of him, but he's been brilliant for us. And he's scored two goals since the restart. Um, been very useful. Um, player to have so I would definitely watch out for him because he's very creative very skillful and he can put away his shots unlike Thomas Eves um, for my score prediction I predict an early goal for you because that seems to be a trend I'd love to be positive but I'm going and, and say a win for us and we we need a win but I'm going to say to all so yeah well I hope you we enjoy the game. It would have been nice to see you beforehand for a pint, but it is what it is. Thank you very much. And, you know, don't enjoy the game too much, but try and enjoy it. Mm. What do you make of that, Adam? Uh, well, the only thing I make of that is that Simon's just like got into my territory there because I thought it's supposed to be Adam Ask. So if Simon was here, he could talk about it. But 
I'm just going to the listeners make that up for themselves. They can decide for themselves what Bobby's been saying because Simon is just really, he's done with it, hasn't he? Yes, he's done, yeah. He's done, yeah. Anyway, the referee for the game is Tony Harrington, who uh, uh, we've had before. He's not been too bad uh, on occasion and he's been not, not too good on others. He's just a typical referee. So, But I hope the way things are going with the refs at the moment, it carries on that way. Um, Adam C, tough game this. Yeah, another cup final. Um, it's, yeah. It's a tough one. Hull have been... You're falling asleep, Adam. Yeah, Hull are a bit, bit of a weird team, aren't they? Because, you know, they, they actually took West Brom quite close and yet, you know, they'll get beat at home by, by Burr and you just can't predict how they'll turn out because they've lost a lot of the good players, haven't they? Like, Especially with the contractual uh, situations, um, so I just, you just don't know really. All you can concentrate on on is us, and if we if we play the, to the standard we have been, I think there's no doubt we'll win the game. So yeah. I've I've got a fancy us, got a fancy right. us with a two 0 win. Fantastic, um, Adam P. I mean uh, on uh, on Wednesday against QPR. I had the old Wembley nurse. It was like the cup final all over again. And I felt sick in my stomach, nervous. I think this is going to be another one of those games, do you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, as well as we played against QPR, you just kept thinking to yourself, we need to score one or two more goals because you were so worried about conceding at the end. And I think that will be probably the way against Holt. We'll definitely play the better football um, we just don't have that killer instinct. I mean, that's why we are actually down there and not winning the league by 40 points. So my view is that I think we'll win the game, but I think, again, unfortunately, Barry, it's going to be nerve-wracking. I think we might win it 1-0 again. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Paul, are you uh, more confident than... Uh, yeah, of course I am. Of course yeah. I am. Hull had a, dec- a decent side, didn't they, early, early season? But, like, uh, Bobby was saying that you, you know, you're selling your best players in Bowen and Rissiki, um at Christmas, and then you you've lost a few to contractual um, things like Adam, Adam was uh, talking to. I I think they're probably the closest to gone. Uh, I, I think, like like I said, for the, the Barnsley game, you look at us, we're together, we're fighting. You know, mentally, we've absolutely got. No, you know, there's there's a difference between saying to players, it's the end of the season, it's basically, you know, you're fighting for your life. Um, but ours are fighting for the club, and it's just that level of reality that's in there. Um, I, I can't look past us in any game. Um, I, and I, when Adam says we've not really got the killer instinct, I think if you take away Brentford, we have had it since we came back. Because we put three sides to bed by multiple goals, um, and been cruising. Um, so I, I think we'll, I think we're going to be two wins, and right in amongst the, you, you could dot the points if you want because we're surviving anyway. All right, brilliant, brilliant. Um, just before we finish, then I've got to say um, it's been a. Uh, an hard week and a half, hasn't it? Uh, draining, but we're all fighting together. This is the main thing. We've all put arguments to one side about, you know, who who who, who should be in the squad and who shouldn't, and we've we're behind the club 100%. And uh, let's hope that continues. And we can get ourselves out of this mess, both on the pitch and off the pitch. Adam. Yeah, I just want to say, Barry, uh, it's brilliant that we've got this forum, obviously set up by yourself, but obviously Simon did a great job the other day chairing the panel and Paul and Adam doing the technology. I thought absolutely superb. You know, getting over 2,000 people to watch us is unbelievable and some of the comments that we've had have been sensational. So it just shows what you can do, you know, with a concerted effort and you know, good people who care about the club and have football intelligence that we can put on lots of good stuff. So, 
Um, let's just keep it going. Let's keep supporting everything. And I'm absolutely confident now that we'll stay in this championship, whatever the points deduction might be. I think that's a good note to finish on there, Adam, do you? Well, I just, anybody, I know, I know we've had lots of um, mental health sort of initiatives and whatnot. Um, if anybody needs something to look forward to and stay positive on that first day of next season when we've got an home game and we're allowed in. Because no supporter anywhere in the gr- in the country is going to walk into a stadium with a feeling as sweet as we will when we walk back into our stadium. I think there'll be a few tears as well that day. Yeah. Well, on that... Uh... On, on that note, and what we're you know, looking forward with pride, I think we'll knock it on the head here, Adam. I tell you what, you know what I can't wait for? Until we're all sat around the table doing this together rather than... Rather, rather, it's like it's like an auction, isn't it? If anyone moves around, you think they're bidding, but actually they're just scratching <laughs> their head. Sold to Mr. Penglebury. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of which, there's some great photographs on the internet at the moment, up for auction, on that Latic Speak uh, Twitter. And don't forget to donate to the cause. Every single penny's going to it. Fantastic stuff. Right, anyway, brilliant lads, and uh, we'll see everybody next week for what will hopefully be uh, a good update, a positive update. I'm optimistic. So good night from me. Good night from us.